So I was thinking, or to fix the issue, we just feed Aaron all of our lines, and Aaron just repeats it all, so we're all muted. <laughs> but oh, I like, like this plan. But in mm -hmm. imitations of her voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hard to do. Actually, that's another good one. What if we all just did different Man, accents? Some of y'all are going to be offended if I'm doing imitations of her voice. <laughs> I, I want to know what you would do for my voice. Let's go. I won't judge you too harshly, though. <laughs> I think if Aaron imitated my voice, it'd be something like this. Hey, I'm Alex. This is my voice. <laughs> but that was good, Aaron. Wow. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, definitely no factories that make vehicles. No, no factories. <laughs> exactly. Uh, most recently and most uh, of the most importance, ChatGPT, the Microsoft OpenAI conversational language model, has passed a few occupational exams. Alex, you want to tell us about those? Yeah, I was going to go much more chill about this. You seem very... <laughs> yeah, antagonistic. <laughs> yeah. You were going to go more chill? This is a serious ordeal, Alex. Uh, yeah, so they, they put ChatGPT against a couple of exams, the MBA and uh, at least one medical license exam. Uh, and it was able to pass both of them, which is, I guess, concerning. I feel like I would be surprised if it couldn't pass them. Right? Because yeah, it's just it's just internet, like right? regurgitating information. Yeah. 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 I saw I mean, it also yeah. passed a portion of the bar for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, they were going to do like a live test where it like argued a court case Ooh. for somebody. <laughs> and a bunch of law firms came out and started trying to sue them for doing this for some reason. <laughs> and uh, they Freaking shut they firms. shut that down. So they're not mm. from all from all I understand last time I read about it, they're not uh, trying that anymore. Yeah, the law firms are going to be the one, the like the last holdout for AI taking over jobs because they're just going to keep suing everybody who has an AI to prevent them from doing their own job. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And, Lawyers uh, ruin everything. Google is incredibly scared about all this too. I just read an article about uh, how they're testing a uh, natural chat-like interface for Google as like I mean, a competitor. They have to. Nah. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's definitely going to change the way people use the internet mm -hmm. in general. There's also like way more models than just G GPT-3. That's just like the one that's available to the public right now. So Google has their own stuff that they're working on as well. Man, and you don't find any of that scary? Like I know you said you wanted to talk about it lightheartedly, <laughs> but you don't find any of it like, oh no, well, this is it. Yeah, I don't know. As it is right now, it's just kind of a interesting sci-fi fantasy, but that's what I guess- That's what thought about Skynet. Yeah, as it gets more real. Uh, recently they had a Twitch channel that- was dynamically generating content on the fly in the style mm -hmm. of like Seinfeld. Um, mm -hmm. That it, was weird. <laughs> it like almost immediately got canceled because the AI started saying a bunch of really bad things on the air. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it was. It was on Twitch. It was inevitable. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> so apparently, what happened was they're using the GPT three API to generate stuff, and it's like the current whatever the current model is. It's named after somebody, you know. Right how they do that it's like a scientist or whatever and that api went down uh and so to keep running they had to revert to like the previous model which had worse moderation tools for content filtering 
And so they claim that is the reason why that stuff made it through and got to the service and is not in any way representative of, of their organization or anything like that. So that's a, that's an easy claim to make. Oops, sorry, didn't mean to. Are they still temporarily banned? I heard they were trying to get. I, I think they are. I think they were appeal. They were appealing at Twitch. I don't know how that mm. will go because it was like very direct and like you know a thirty second segment talking about how all these marginalized groups are you know not human. Wow. Kind of thing. Yeah. Jeez. It was pretty bad. Not great. Yeah. Huh. But before it did all that, I watched a bit of it and it was just generating like minute, two minute long segments that were in the style of Seinfeld. And it was not good, but sometimes like Weird. unintentionally funny. And also there was this feature where they would sometimes walk over and use the microwave and it was always incredibly loud in the mix. It was very funny. <laughs> um, when you say when you say in the style of Seinfeld, do you mean like the TV show yes. or like okay, like literally the characters are like puns of Seinfeld character names? I see. Okay, and it always starts with the stand-up portion. Yeah. Okay, I, I had seen images of just the stand-up portion. I wasn't sure if that was like if it was just the stand-up part, but it is. It's like a whole show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's scenes weird. inside the apartment. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. weird. very strange. Yeah, very weird. I watched it for a couple minutes too. It's just like bizarre. I feel like the funniest thing was just the laugh track being playing like all the time. Yeah. No funny jokes. I like the setup for a punchline, not the punchline itself. Yeah. Maybe should Um, we add a laugh track to our podcast? I think think that would help us. It could help. That's what we need. Let's have have an AI just generate a laugh track and tell us where to put it because nothing we make is funny. So we might as well just insert a laugh track just wherever. randomly put mm-hmm. it places yeah i like that i like that um of equal concern we should probably talk about this too but uh mostly because it's just weird nvidia's eye contact ai is yeah. uh very unsettling <laughs> this yeah. one at least isn't uh going going for your job uh but for those that don't know basically nvidia made a software uh that um it will track your eyes and make your eye and AI generate your eyes to always look at the camera. So then you can be watching and looking at your other monitors and things like that, which, you know, streamers do on occasion. Uh, and while you do that, your eyes will always be focused on the camera. Um, and I, like I think that is fascinating. Uh, yeah. on- honestly, I, th- I, the application of it for streamers is very obvious, but I could also foresee this being a very fun technology for photographers. Mm-hmm. I talked to a couple of photographer friends about it and some were like lukewarm because they're like, oh, well, you know, you don't want humans to be looking directly at the camera kind of thing. Um, but to be able to just be like, oh, I loved this picture of the couple, uh, you know, in their at their wedding. But, you know, the guy was blinking, right? His his eyes mm-hmm. was, were closed. And this could fix that. I think that would be really cool. Same thing with, like, um, uh, you know, I was thinking of uh, people that do photography of, like, babies or dogs. Oh, you know? yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, those are... are very hard to work with right and so that would be a very easy slam dunk in my opinion of just being like hey use this kind of ai thing inside of a camera and now the baby will always be looking at the camera so you can actually get some decent pictures of that little (sighs) shit um and so i was like that could be good i think that that would be some fascinatingly you know good things for people to use 
Uh, it's, so it's also cool for like if you're trying to film a segment where you're supposed to look at the camera and like read a script, like you can totally like read the script and not look like you're reading a script. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, Casey do you think Neistat, a uh, famous vlogger, he always wore those dark sunglasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was because he wanted to look like he was like engaging with the audience, but he had like something that he needed to focus on that wasn't the camera. And so that was how he got around that. So this, mm. this could solve that problem. Do you think this is going to be like anxiety inducing for people who don't like to make eye contact with people when they talk to them? Like on a, you know, when you're on like a conference call that, yeah. and no one's looking at the camera, it's, it's fine. But the moment somebody looks in the camera and then you happen to look over at the conference call and you see somebody just staring at your soul. <laughs> you could the be. idea of watching a stream where the streamer is looking at the camera for hours on end <laughs> that sounds is, dystopian. That, that sounds is a little weird. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. It has to be used like sparingly for like applications like, like, that would be useful. I like can't reverse wait. it so they never look at the camera. That's what uh, I want. I hope or there's like, like you're on no a Zoom transitions. Call. You don't want to no. like pay attention, but you look like you're paying attention. I, I, if they have <laughs> if they have the ability to turn it on off, I hope there's like no transitions. So when they turn it on, it just like immediately whips the eyes over to look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. That is how it works. It's just a, it's just a toggle. It's is there stuff, one man. that like makes it so your eyelids look like they're like, like looks like your eyes are open instead of closed, so I can just Ooh. take a nap during my meetings and. <laughs> No, unfortunately, I've actually mm. tried the tech, uh, and it doesn't work very well on me. Oh, I think because my my yeah. eyelids are like low, like they sit low, and it like doesn't see enough of the eye. I think mm. to like register. Yeah, eyes so up, like Alex. like if I if I like look wide eyed, surprised, it actually catches my eyes and points them at the camera. But if I'm just like looking normal, it doesn't doesn't really work. Huh. You do look weird when you look just normal. So great. Wow. <laughs> um, another interesting note on AI. This will kind of transition us into some film here. Um, apparently, we're also starting to use it for film dialogue and not just in the sense that it's creating new dialogue, but we're recreating the scenes either to make it change it from an R rated film to a PG 13 film or we're actually, you know, dubbing directly oh, yeah. over films. I, I did see something about that where they were like AIing someone's mouth to not mm-hmm. curse or something like that to change it to something else. There is a link that we'll put in the in the notes, obviously, but everybody should go look at the short clip that's on the top of this page. Insane. It is. It's crazy cool. I mean, you can definitely tell a difference between the actor's face and the renderings that they do after they've mapped it and changed what she's saying. But just the fact that they go from English to a completely different language and it looks fluid is mm-hmm. wild. You could like watch dubs and not be distracted by the mouths not matching up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's going to mm-hmm. be very cool. Man, I, I, the deep fakes you can make with this, though, yeah, that's right. kind of horrific. True. Right? The clip I mean, where are... they show her muted instead and it looks like mm-hmm. she's trying to talk but can't is kind of horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> a sign of things to come oh yeah yeah sure that would be pretty cool though i mean rather than having somebody just i guess i don't know what it means for the people's jobs who normally do those dubs but rather than having do that we just generate new uh, voice lines new dialogue lines and new ai generated faces for every scene in a movie when we translate to a different language yeah i i wonder i i wonder just how um word i'm looking for uh like i feel like the at least the the voice actors would still be hired because you still have to have that line translated and spoken in that other language yeah like we mm-hmm. haven't gotten ai yeah. that can do that yet 
Uh, Are we sure? Yeah, we, Microsoft Sam does all the time. We have like <laughs> pretty good vocal reproduction <laughs> AI, but it still sounds like it's fake. Yeah, like you can yeah, tell yeah. a little bit. Wait, does Janet sound fake? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Why don't I have her on here? She'd be such a good moderator. Man, if you don't get that joke, listen to the last 12 hours of the Discord signal. Yeah. And you'll you'll be like, oh, pretty funny joke. Um. So one thing on film, just uh, at the top of the list here, because it's also at the top of the box office, James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water, setting a pretty big record. Some people don't think it deserve it. Alex, your take? Oh, it deserves it. Oh, did you have you seen it? Yeah. Wow. I'm contributing. What's the way of the water? The way of the water is, you know, <laughs> there's no beginning, there's no end. There's, you know, okay. Water. And, I don't know. It's a bunch of spiritual. It's a bunch of spiritual mumbo jumbo. Nobody cares about that. Everybody cares about <laughs> how cool the visuals are. About how blue the boys are. And how cool the set pieces are. And how cool the technology behind filming this this movie was. Um, it's the first film to stay at the number one spot at the box office for seven weeks in a row since the original Avatar, which I think is fitting. I honestly cannot believe anyone gives a shit about Avatar. It's, it floors me. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, right? That anyone was like, oh, Avatar, I'm so excited for those blue, blue boys. Yeah. Right? Man, like, I feel like the internet was just destroying the fact that this movie has come out. They're like, oh, no one's going to go watch it. And yet here we are. Here yeah. we are. Don't bet against James Cameron. James Cameron now has three of the top five grossing films of all time. Yeah. Wow. That is insane. Titanic and both avatars, right? Yeah. Um, and this movie is about to pass Titanic, actually. Wow. Um, I... So it'll probably hit number three all time by the end of it. Only because I really like lists. Can I give you guys a couple interesting factoids about yeah. the movies that have been on like number one in the box office for the most weeks? Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, there are a whole bunch tied for six weeks in a row. But of note, uh, like a recent film, most of them are in the 80s. But Spider-Man mm -hmm. No Way Home, wow. six weeks mm -hmm. in a row. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Spider-Man. And then <laughs> just to, like as you move up the list, basically nothing is uh, newer than looks 97 because Titanic is... 15 weeks at number one uh number one in the box office it is only beat by et which was there for 16 weeks wow but what i find most interesting about this list is number five is home alone which <laughs> i don't know if i told That's you guys crazy. recently but if you go watch netflix you can watch the um the movies that made us there is an episode oh, about home that. alone Mm -hmm. and what's crazy is that movie almost didn't get made it had like a teeny tiny budget it was filmed in an old high school auditorium and an old high school auditorium like a pool that they had taken all the water out of and then built a set inside wild and yet here we are they were at number one in the box office for 12 weeks in a row crazy wow. crazy anyway i thought that was really cool but uh avatar the way of water uh so avatar and on golden pond are the three who are seven weeks. Wow. Oh, wow. So don't know at least two of those were water-based. They were. Golden yes. Pond, Way of yep. Water, and I didn't yep. even hear the other one. I assume it's <laughs> Titanic. Avatar. <laughs> um, there's a couple cool things about The Way of Water. Uh, first, I watched the first one again before I went and saw it because it had been so long. And I think it holds up in terms of being like visually cool. Mm. You know, there's all the same complaints about the movie. It's like basically Pocahontas, whatever story is not great. Um, but it's just a cool visual experience. And I was like, wow, this is a good mo looking movie. I wonder like how much better this new movie is going to look. It's so much better. It looks so mm. much better than the first movie. It's crazy. Uh, we went and saw it in IMAX laser 3d. 
Oh, lasers. What's that what laser they mean? Yeah, yeah. With a laser. Like up north. Barry <laughs> yeah, Woods, huh? Yeah, we went to Barry Woods. Um, because that was like the only place that had like the real version, dude. You know? I mean, that's where we saw Top Gun, Maverick. Mm-hmm. Mm. The 3D stuff is I haven't seen a 3D movie in theaters in forever. It's gotten so much better. It just kind of like Come melts on. in and exists now. Come it's, on. It's really good. And also because of the way 3D cuts down on brightness, because you can only see like one eye at a time, essentially, mm-hmm. um, they used high frame rate stuff for like parts of the movie. So for like action sequences and fast moving sequences, they bumped the frame rate of the movie up to 48 frames a second. Interesting. Okay, listen, if you've ever seen The Hobbit or if you if you watched it in theaters oh, when it came out, it was in high frame rate. It is. It looks like a soap opera. Yeah, yeah you can see the people look. acting. I couldn't Weird. handle it. It just didn't look normal. Yeah, I think you have that feeling for like a little bit, and then you kind of like get over it. Nope, all of the Hobbit the whole time. <laughs> this is weird. Every time water only has some sections that are fast. Yeah, framing. yeah. That seems it's weird. Also, is that I not mean, jarring? It's all kind of just animated at some points, right? The whole thing so is, really. Be, yeah, so, like, it's probably less jarring. Like, games That's will true. change frame rate sometimes. And, and that mm. obviously can be jarring, but I feel like with animation, maybe it's not so much because everything's fake. It doesn't That's look more fake. Good point. There's, like, even less scenes in this movie with actual humans in it than the first one. There, It's basically an entirely CG movie. But... The way they film this movie is entirely like real. Like they everything that is shot or everything that they show is is like a person doing a thing in the movie. So they never just like create artificial like stunts or anything. Characters, yeah. Yeah. All it's, mocap. It's all mocap. It's all performance capture, they like to say, not just mocap because they're capturing sure. Facial, facial animations, animations, voice and and uh, movements all at the same time. And that goes as far as to like they had to perform underwater a bunch. It has like a bunch of records for like underwater filming and they had to develop specific uh, techniques to film underwater. And also for like set pieces, like there's parts where there's like a sinking ship and stuff like this that they're on. They like built rigs and like put them in this big like tub in a warehouse and like had the actors actually like on this thing that was that was a one-to-one recreation of what they were going to create digitally how much did this movie cost to make oh i don't know probably a crazy amount Hmm. my my all back it seems yeah my my question for its record of being uh number one in the box office compared to all of the other movies is only how many tickets is that because like i don't i don't know if like the theaters have bounced back from covid mm-hmm. so you know is it still an impressive amount of numbers of people going to the theater and seeing this movie i'm or sure it because is. like no one's going to the theater anymore it's like hey 100 people showed up because you're, you're number one like i distinctly remember there was a movie during the pandemic that like a guy put into a bunch of theaters with his own money, bought a couple of tickets and got to be number one because he it was his money and like no one else <laughs> was going to any of these things. So he's like, I have the best movie. Um, So it was one of those kind of things of like, I could see I'm that not trying to discredit it. I just I'm curious to see how it stacks up against <laughs> the original Avatar and Titanic. I mean, I could see that if the gross earnings weren't also record breaking. Yeah, that's but, that's the thing that makes me think that you're right, that it's like, yeah, OK, so there are a ton of people. I mean, this in. is not accounting for inflation. Mm. So it's a different picture. If you look at that, if you look at uh, adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind is by far the top yeah. grossing movie. I'll never be um, beat. 
for what it's worth, somebody did a week-to-week uh, -week comparison of Avatar and Avatar The Way of Water, adjusted for inflation. And the first week, Avatar did 77 million. The Way of Water did 106 million when adjusted for inflation. Wow. So, Damn. Yeah. clearly not, did not good. Bad. Yeah. Uh, there's, also, there's one more factoid I want to mention about this movie, which I think is very interesting. Um, Sigourney Weaver was in the first movie, pretty big part of it, pretty big character. Uh, she dies in that movie. <gasps> Spoiler! Well, spoiler! Alex, I haven't okay. seen it. Oh 2009 God. film. This is your fault. <laughs> wow! Um, I'm but using they... that next time you complain about spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they wanted a way to like still include her in this movie, I guess, for some reason. And so there's a new character that is like her daughter, and Sigourney Weaver plays her because it's just a like a computer generated character. So like, why not? So she plays why a 14 year old in this movie. It's Isn't Sigourney incredible. Weaver like in her 50s? Yep, probably older than that. I think older than that. Yeah, yeah I'd, get, I'd guess She's 60s. 73. I was gonna guess. She really good think of a reason she shouldn't play a 14 year old. Maybe. <laughs> I'm 14. <laughs> okay. Uh, she does a really good job, I think. I don't know. She talked about like getting in touch with like her her childhood to to like bring out the performance and stuff like that. It's cool. Also, Man. there's um a race of super intelligent whales in this movie, so that's nice. Why not? I bet they got that good. from Star Trek for what it's worth. <laughs> you know that's like the the plot of the original Star Trek 2. Oh my god. Is it? Yeah, they have to go back in time and they have to talk to the whales to keep Earth from essentially imploding. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. It's super wow. cool. Man, that sounds like a bad Yeah, it sounds right so it's cool. Hot... Oh my Man, god. That was like that was like I don't know, 60s or 70s era uh like sci-fi. It was top-notch. Talk to whales. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> Man. Uh, what okay. What I want to know well, is, did they, when you were at this theater, right? Did they ever spray water out at the audience? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. That wasn't a 4D experience, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's I even the point? If it was 4D, you'd have to be underwater, and they like yeah. they put a breather on yeah. your face. <laughs> they yeah. just flood the whole theater. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. People in the back row, they can't see the screen. They're like, oh, what's going on? Well, you asked for 4D. Yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> Well, don't buckle up. You're not going to yeah. be attached. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one thing to note uh, also in, um, I, I don't know, the film world, I guess. On we January were talking 12th, about animation. Yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> animation. Uh, January 12th, news broke about uh, Justin Roiland's two uh, felony charges. Since then, um, things have, well, really gone downhill for him. Um, Jake. What has happened with Rick and Morty and his animation empire, I mean, shall we call it? Yeah, he ba he's basically got kicked off of everything or quit. I think he did quit his game studio like months ago. I saw yeah. he resigned as CEO from that. Yes. But yeah, he he's not on. He's not doing Rick and Morty anymore. He's not doing Solar Opposites, which is another thing that he created. Um, it, it seems like basically every project he was a part of he is no longer a part of so but didn't he have I mean, like a brand new netflix series coming out like this month or something oh does he i didn't um, even know about that oh it's not netflix it's hulu it's koala man on hulu <laughs> man i mean that Great. sounds like a good one yeah for sure but no it's just it's it's so weird they're gonna recast rick and morty because he obviously did the voices of both those characters i mean his you know, obviously the trial has not happened yet, so who knows what'll happen there. But it seems like his career, at least it's for now, gone. is over, right? Like it's mm -hmm. it's done. Everything he was a part of, his name's kind of mud now. You know, industry wide. Mm. It's a little but weird it, to me that it all happens before the trial. 
But also, yeah, like, him resigning certain things tells me, like, maybe there's more to it. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, they, there was a lot of controversy. He was sending, like, weird messages, allegedly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I, you know, it's like, it's the internet. I don't know how much you can trust, like, a screenshot of, like, look, famous person messaged me this thing. Uh, but there's, like, a lot of that kind of stuff around of him messaging women, potentially underage girls, saying weird, creepy, cringy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I I, I feel like, uh, at least, like, Adult Swim, it felt like, was kind of, like, as soon as the news came out, they were, like, finally, an excuse to, like, get him yeah. gone, you know? Like, I, I think that may be part of why he was so, like, they were so quick to toss him, you know? I, do you think they're just going to have Nolan North come in and do Rick and Morty at this point? That'd be, that'd be amazing. Yeah, do it. <laughs> get him. There's a billion people that can do Rick and Morty impressions. I guess that's true. It's, like, one of the probably most, most overutilized impression, voice impression yeah. that exists Huh. Yeah, um, I have I've heard because a, a lot of people like when the news first broke, it was like, oh, he's like one of the co-creators. What does that mean for like the future of the show? But then like, a lot of news has come out that he's he has not been as involved right. as a I lot of people that. think. Yeah, yeah, I was that, seeing that, that too. Really, yeah, mm-hmm. that he's he's written like five episodes, two of which are the interdimensional cable, which is basically just like a um almost like an improv episode. Yeah. And like as the voice actor, obviously he did that. But like, because, you know, initially people were like, oh, the show's ruined, you know, just cancel, just cancel. But it seems like maybe he was not that important. It sounds and like even, his relationship with Dan Harmon is not great. Either. That is exactly what I was going to say. It sounds like they basically hadn't been talking for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is we it's weird that news like this didn't come out earlier. Right. I mean, I guess he's like, you know, he's so he's famous enough and he voices the two main characters. That's like, eh, just play nice until mm-hmm. we right. have to cut him out. Right. Hmm. Uh, well, not to be out of uh, also in the controversy limelight, um, Netflix says no more password sharing and then yeah. says password sharing and <laughs> then no more, no more password sharing. What is it, Owen? What, what, a, what a fun week it was for Netflix for, for, uh, for a brief time that they somehow like messaged out that they were like, hey, um, no more password sharing. If you, if you have to have your device connected to your home address every 31 days and if you don't that device gets blocked no you can't do that doesn't matter if it has the right password uh we don't like that and everybody went to the internet and was pretty much like this is a terrible idea and about three days later they were like did we say no password we meant no password sharing in south america and Canada <laughs> and New Zealand and some other places were rolling it out, but America, don't you worry yet. Um, yeah. it, it was just such a, such a weird thing to watch happen of them being like, Oh, we would never ever do anything like that. Well, they're definitely like, just like pushing it behind them and uh-huh. hoping that you don't see behind the curtain in some fashion. Like it was very obvious. And I was like, okay, that's, um, weird uh yeah and, especially uh, because like for months they've been saying things here and there like that we're gonna crack down on passwords it's coming yeah and then like they finally push out the rules for it and they're like oh wait that wasn't that wasn't right we weren't supposed to push that out to you guys did, did you did you get that message we're mm, our bad i mean Whoops. so i'm jumping ahead in the notes a little bit here but that's almost exactly what wizards of the coast did and yes. that is they pushed segue. out the rules and everyone went hey these rules are bullshit and they went whoa whoopsies that's not that's fake who put that's that in there i don't know oops 
crazy. They they took them a little longer because they're like, oh no, it's not that bad, guys. We'll just do this. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and they're like, okay, okay, fine. We won't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Woods of the Coast essentially said they're making zero changes now, like nothing at all. Everything's staying the same. Everybody can stop worrying about things. I mean, it's honestly already damage done. Yeah, like so many other companies have been like, nope, we're gonna make our own license. Don't even worry about it. So many people have already transitioned off of 5e to other yeah. games. I mean, just like what? What like an unforced error, you know? I think <laughs> like I, I think it runs back to that thing we were talking about last time when we said like when they hire a CEO, uh, it's yeah. like it's a businessman, it's a CEO, mm-hmm. and they look at it not from the perspective of what it is. They look at it from the perspective of what it can make. Mm-hmm. Money. Yeah. Yeah, and so that even goes into uh, the Bank of America uh, put out a statement uh, because, I mean, previously there was the entire thing of how, uh, like, the Bank of America moved the stock for Hasbro down because they were like, hey, this is bad. Uh, and people are like, is it? And now they've made it even worse. And they were <laughs> like, and they're like, it's because the Hasbro doesn't give a fuck about Wizards of the Coast and they are going to milk it for every dime it's worth, even if it loses fans, which is blatantly what's been going on. And so they were just like, we told you these guys suck. <laughs> like, they, Bay America is at this point just like doing this entire like Vanna White thing of just being like, did we not fucking tell you this was a bad buy? We told you this was a bad buy. You didn't believe us. Now we're making it even worse. We told you it was bad. And I was like, nope, they're fucking right. <laughs> like corporate greed got ahead of them. Um, I, I think like the Netflix thing runs back. HBO tried this in 2022. They were like, oh, hey, we're going to maybe not let people share passwords. And then Netflix announced that they were planning on doing this password sharing back in 2022. And they lost like $200 million during that quarterly earnings report. So mm-hmm. HBO was like, you know what? Never, never mind. I think, <laughs> I, I think we're good, actually. We're fine. <laughs> share. How about it? Do it. I, just, I think it's so funny that they're like, oh, password sharing is where we're losing our money. It's like, no, no, no. It's piracy that you're losing the money to. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you make it harder for people to use Netflix, yeah, they're just yeah. not going to use Netflix anymore, guys. Yep. Like, I, I mean, if, if, if that, if that rule from Netflix did roll out, it would have because like Allison and I, I share an account with Allison's mom and we pay for like the multi-screen whatever thing mm-hmm. so that way we can watch it in multiple households. Yeah. So like we're paying for Netflix and they're getting like the extra money because it's like the multi-screen thing or whatever. So like, hey, not only are you making money, but you're making multiple money. The problem is, is that with their new fucking fangled no password sharing thing, even though we're paying for multiple screens... It, it we can't use it screens have to be in the same house yeah the screens would have to be in the same house it is crazy that they rolled out the multi-screen plans to essentially deal with the password sharing thing and make people pay more to be able to share to more people uh and then that wasn't enough they're like no we're gonna actually you know take this a step farther yeah i I just i found that so interesting because we were like well we're here we are people that like pay for our netflix and we're going to have to now pirate because we can't use the netflix that we paid for yeah that just seems so silly and so counterproductive to the like well, you guys screwed the pooch, like I, I like that, and so I hope it doesn't like fully roll out, and I hope that it backfires in the places that it has gone to. Um, I know that there are some, uh, th- there were other stories I heard of people that are like 
traveling salesmen or um you know truck drivers and people like that that they're like i'll i can't have netflix anymore because i you know before i would just log into the netflix in my hotel room or wherever i am in the country on my like devices but if i have to be home every 31 days mm -hmm. i can no longer use this product right like it would be very difficult for me to keep using this and i was like yeah i think this is a terrible idea and they should never do it it, you know, we, we talked about this multiple times throughout the years on the cast, but the whole concept of how piracy was like a really big issue and then Netflix came around and all of a sudden mm -hmm. everybody's like streaming content and piracy went way down Yeah, because they had everything. And then all the other streaming services popped up and they were like, you know what? We can do what Netflix is doing. We're going to do it. And so now there's like, I mean, people are paying like upwards of like 50, 60, $70 a month for five or six different streaming services just They're so they back, can get the content the they want. So they go, yeah. mm -hmm. yes, they go back to a cabled package, essentially. But now, what are we seeing arising again? Piracy. Because people are Piracy. tired of not being able to get the content they want delivered in one place. Look, I just want one service to carry both Seinfeld and Friends, please. That'd be great. <laughs> I feel like I'm bringing this up every time we talk about piracy. I think it was Gabe Newell who said piracy yeah. isn't a cost issue. It's a service oh, issue. Service. service issue. Thank you. Yes. Yep. It's that convenience. People will pay for convenience, but if it's if it's easier, if it's literally easier to steal something than it is to find it and buy it, yep. just they'll just steal it. Yeah. Yep. Hey, well, I mean, first of all, you know that Gabe Newell's his idea doesn't work, clearly. Yeah. Steve's <laughs> you know? a total flop. Total flop. <laughs> Half-Life 3 isn't even out yet. Garbage. Someday. Man, Someday. I I literally used to pirate video games all the time back in like wow. middle school, high school. Wow. Uh, hello? Tournaments. <laughs> And Steam became like kind of a thing, and I can't remember the last time. It is it is such a pain in the ass to pirate games compared to just getting it on Steam. Yeah, absolutely. or even I mean, there's like you know, Epic and Humble and stuff, but even those are so convenient. That Not only it's they like... convenient, but a lot of times they give you free games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, in the case of Epic, Epic is just like yes, please use our service. We'll continue <laughs> to give free stuff away. Yeah, <laughs> please. All right, our last piece in film is really a crossover between film and video games because it's a crossover between film and video games. Uh, the nice. Last of Us, the musical, the series, came out on HBO last week <laughs> and prompted players all over the world to buy the game. First of all, yeah. has anybody seen the show? Yes. The Last of Us, the musical, the series? No. Unfortunately, no. Oh. oh, okay. Man, it's a very good TV show, let me tell you. <laughs> are you talking yeah. about high school musical the musical the series you're talking no, about the last of I'm us i'm talking about the last of us okay just checking the last of us the way of water i mean it's it kind of makes sense that it's good because it's based on a good story but we've seen how many times that's been screwed up in the industry mm -hmm. just that's true. you got a game with a good story just adapt I mean, it well and like except Profit. For, a, for a few, there are a few standout. I mean, Assassin's Creed. Stand Assassin's <laughs> Creed. Thank you. Yes, hundred percent. Movie is mm. excellent. Movie. Not, Let me not, tell you. Not, Props uh, to the show. Great. Incredible. Um. Yeah. It's a very like besides just being like a good adaptation of an already existing story, it is a very good TV show. Like they they take the story beats that are hit in the game at least so far and literally adapt them which is basically all you have to do but then they're also adding uh more elements to flesh out certain characters and like episode three everybody raved about episode three it really dives deep into backstory of a couple characters that you don't get to see a ton of in the game and it i think adds a lot to just the universe and world building and um it's just been all around like an excellent like production i think 
Um, and it's proven once again that if you have like a good adaptation, a good representation of the video game, you can boost the sales of your other products. So we had The Last of Us TV show come out and The Last of Us Part 1, which is the remake, the PS5 remake of the first game, uh, spiked like 238% in sales. It was and then, 20th on the highest grossing games that week. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's been out for like a good while. Yeah, so that's, I was that's... gonna say. I was wondering if a two hundred thirty eight percent increase is like they sold five that week. Yeah, <laughs> you also have um, the PS four version, Last of Us Remastered, which is just you know the f- the first remake of the first game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, that, also saw a spike at 322% sales spike, which put it at number 32 as, of top sellers that week. So people getting into the game. I mean, at least they're calling it like remakes and they're not just re-releasing Skyrim on another platform. Do you yeah. like Skyrim? It's on Skyrim Alexa. special edition. It doesn't sound like they did a lot of work on it. Part one? Yeah. I mean, they did some AI work and they did some like graphical work, but it doesn't look like it. Doesn't seem like that much. I feel like. I mean, it's it's like rebuilt from the ground up, at least. Besides, like performance stuff, I think. Mm. Whereas, like the remastered version is like, let's get better quality textures in there, right? That sort of thing. Do you think with the show coming out and it getting even more popular than it already was, do you think we're gonna see Last of Us Part Three? That's a good I question. Hope not. I d- they leave the story at such like a conclusive ending. Uh, I, think. I mean, well, I guess the, the first one was a little open ended, but it, it takes place. It's, I feel like part two is so different from part one. Mm-hmm. That's true. You don't think you could do the same thing? I think this you one could will also... be about Ellie's dipshit friend. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say you could easily do like take a different character and do a story with them. Yeah, that I'm I sure would be they'll okay be a with. Game at least. Uh, like, yeah, I bet. I don't I think we've seen okay more Ellie universe. really. Mm-mm. I hope not. I, I like where her story ended. Well, I think one of the best things you can do with a story is like choose to end it because then oh, you, sure. can, you can find a like a culmination to what you want that character's arc to be rather mm-hmm. than just, oh, I need to make another season or we need to make another game and continue this character story. I mean, there are, again, exceptions to that. But, you know, the, I think the goal really would just be to end that arc and maybe they branch off and do another character. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Sure. I mean, it's it's a really it's a rich world. They could absolutely abandon all of the characters they've established so far and just say, yeah. "Like, okay, in Canada, there are these yeah. other guys." <laughs> the cold Last of Us is what this one's called. The cold, <laughs> the way of cold, the way of ice, the way of ice. It's there you go. I'd play it. Um, video game world. Let's talk about some things in video game world. Um, games as a service is ballooning and probably ready to bust. Um, uh, maybe. I mean, maybe busting already. Uh, I shouldn't say uh, it like that. Um, I mean, <laughs> maybe. What's oh, busting? <laughs> oh no! Oh well, no! Yikes. What has been canceled so far, Jake? Uh, so in the last, it's like three-ish months. I don't know how many. I didn't look at the exact dates, but it's been about three months. I've got. 13 different live service games that got canceled. Uh, the biggest ones here, Knockout City, which we actually played during the 24 mm-hmm. hour stream. That was too bad. Uh, Babylon's Fall, that one lasted under a year. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, lasted 14 months. This was a, um, a battle royale. I've never actually, heard of that. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six specifically from Square Enix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Babylon's They're... Fall, Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, Bravely Default Mobile, Chocobo GP, which was also under a year, Disney's Marvel's Disney's The Avengers by Disney. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Disney's on Disney? Mm-hmm. And then there was some there was some Dragon Quest mobile game. I didn't even find the name of it, but it also got stopped. 
I have not heard of a lot of those, like uh, ever. Yeah, Apex Legends Mobile. Mm-hmm. Apex Legends Mobile got shut down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it crazy. Also didn't make it a full year. Uh, what about? Because that's about like the... one of the the top battle royales still. I don't. I I thought I heard that like it just didn't. There was something in the development of it that it didn't get released the mobile. I don't. I don't know that. I heard. I. It sounded like from my discussions with people that it was like canned before it got released oh is it i thought it had been out for oh, quite well, a while if that's fair then damn. battlefield are you thinking of battlefield mobile because that one's not didn't yeah, launch perhaps and it got canceled yeah um i didn't know if you were done listing games because there are a couple i think we hadn't talked about yet or oh, if you had ahead. others on your list i i have a few others but i want to go for it list. no go, go for it go for okay. it okay uh, uh, the other ones i have here are Rumbleverse, which was like a wrestling game on wow. i think the epic store yeah mm-hmm. i don't that one wasn't around very long was like a month or something yeah, very short uh and i hadn't even heard of these last three crime site crossfire x and echo vr okay i've at least heard of crossfire x yeah well delete whatever brain cell was holding on to that piece of wisdom because it's gone <laughs> weird uh the only one that i see on this list that you did not mention is that turtle rock studios has mentioned they're not working on any more uh, content for back for blood but the servers are up for now. Yeah, I also, I mean, I guess it I was mean, kind of live servicey, but like it did, it got like three full DLC packs. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, different. Say, I'd call that only, an absolute success, personally. Yeah. They only uh, wanted to do a certain amount because I like, I remember when I bought the, the like the VIP DLC bundle of it or right. whatever, they were like, season pass. Cool. Yeah, the season pass. Thank you. Uh, that they were like, we're only doing these th- these expansions in the future. Mm. And they did that. So I don't know how much of that is because of the live service not working or like, I, I think they just kind of were like, yeah, we're done anyway. But it, it felt a lot more like traditional yeah. like game that has DLC rather than a live service. Right. Like it's live service, I think, implies like they have stuff that they try to entice you to play like every week and... Mm-hmm. new content trickles out all the time instead of having like big releases mm-hmm. at designated spots i don't know to me, battle the pass biggest, that sort of kind of thing the biggest surprise here is that square enix didn't cancel outriders because that's is that live service or am i mistaken in saying that outriders i don't think is, i mean they might have done dlc uh, yeah i think part of their marketing push when they were putting that game out is that they would release it and it had all the content and you could play through mm, it okay okay I don't know why I was thinking it wasn't and a they did, service. They did like an expansion later that had another story, mm. but I think that was it. Interesting. They were like, we're kind of like Destiny, but if Destiny like just put all of its stuff out right now and, and, you, you, and then you were done with it <laughs> and, and never took it. it away from you <laughs> and d- yeah, and, and didn't randomly here. take it away from you later <laughs> after you paid for it. Guys, guys, let's not shame Bungie. <laughs> All right. Let's let's man. Oh, as wait, much sorry. as I complained about Bungie, I did give them a hundred dollars for their new thing. So, <laughs> for, oh mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their content is good when it's still available to play. Yeah, it's very good, <laughs> and it's, it's a strand good. type game now. Like, how can yeah. you not be excited? <laughs> oh Jesus! I guess you got to get one now that you missed Death Stranding on Epic, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, also, Nintendo Direct happened with some really light announcements. Nothing big, nothing major, I don't think. Um, Jake, can you run us through it? So they just like randomly were like, oh yeah, we remade Metroid Prime. Like the first one. It's on Switch, like now. So like, if you want to buy that, I guess you can. Anyways, moving on. Pikmin 4. Yeah. Everyone's like, wait. 
Can you say that last part one more time? <laughs> like a 20 second segment or they're like, back? yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, done. You know, you know, everyone loves Metroid Prime, right? Like it's one of like, I, don't, I feel like it's legendary. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone likes and knows Metroid Prime. Wait, has and everyone on this podcast played all of the Prime games? I have not. I not all of them. haven't. And I've been waiting for it to be on the Switch, so I am very yeah. excited for this remake because I was just gonna, <laughs> I was just wanted like a a port of the GameCube mm-hmm. version, and that's what I was expecting. And so now that they're like, "Yo, we remade it," I'm just like, "Fucking take my money, just done." Here, it looks yeah, excellent. Cash, let's go. Honestly, I was I was like, eh, you know, like I can. There's other ways to play Metroid Prime on like a computer maybe maybe i don't what need to pay for a be? remaster <laughs> you know <laughs> there's other ways to do it is all i'm saying so i've heard yeah. but this remaster oh my god it looks amazing it looks incredible uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. i wonder how it runs selling it for only 40 bucks which i was kind of surprised by i expected uh, yeah. it to be 60 or more i, I would have paid, paid 100 <laughs> wow okay god damn Jeez. dude it's we're, one of my we're speaking games to of the all time source of the problem here i'm so excited to play this if this is one of your favorite games of all time all though. time all time loved it i Jeez. didn't know it was 40 bucks i would not have expected nintendo to do that of all right companies exactly yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it's like forty dollars for the physical and thirty seven or thirty five or something like that for the digital version. It's I'm pretty sure it's I think forty. It's just forty. Yeah. Is, is I want to know. 40? He probably had coins, so you got here. Yeah, my my coworker mentioned count. it to me. Yeah, that's my bad, Adam. I'm blaming you. Damn it, Adam. I want to know how it runs on Switch because I feel like every Switch game I've been interested in lately just directly runs and looks better on an emulator day one. Mm. So I mean, I'm curious because it's like an old comparison game. thing I saw. It like showed the different versions and how it ran. Yeah. Showed it like locked sixty. Okay, like that's, that's pretty good. Like, they had like an FPS line. It was just sixty straight line. I, don't, I mean, maybe you know who knows how authentic that is, but yeah, mm-hmm. certainly bodes well. Uh, they also showed off a little bit more of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Is it you Tears or Tears? It's Tears. Okay, great. Tears. It's tears. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually watch the trailer. It, this is one where I'm like, I'm going to buy it. So, like, I kind of don't want to watch a trailer. I feel like I'd rather just go in and, like, be surprised I, by true. it. I appreciated that the trailer didn't give anything away. It was just like, Hyrule, action shots. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. It gave some, <laughs> some new features away. Mm-hmm. They gave the links nuts and bolts. His car. Oh my god! Is this the nuts? It's a nuts and bolts them up. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, they also announced it would be seventy dollars. Which. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Well, it's about time. They announced it. That got leaked that it was seventy dollars. Um, uh, you're right. You are correct. But the pre-order pages are up, and it's seventy. So yeah. I, but, I, I, I mean, you're see... right. It's not announced. That's not a kind yeah. Because I, I, it, we like went up on the uh, eShop store for seventy, and then got quickly taken down. And uh, a lot of the people uh, that ordered it pre-ordered it from Amazon already. We had a lot of questions because they pre-ordered it at 60 and so no. they were like hey amazon uh are you guys gonna charge us an extra 10 bucks or did because like i got it early sure i'm safe uh and they, haven't, like, they don't need that extra 10 that. bucks you're fine i think they guarantee the price when you do that so if like I'm the price changes sure at launch do. i think it mm-hmm. is i think them. a couple people were like what's up with this honestly i think 70 isn't bad they need to have pushed 70 dollars for games anyway so i'm like sure i'll pay 70 bucks for a game but i don't mind 70 dollars for forspoken yeah i mean <laughs> excellent I, value proposition i am not a fan of 70 dollar price tag but for a game like this i'm like yeah 
I'll pay 70 for that, you know? Like, for Spoken, I'm like, I am not paying $10 for that, you know? <laughs> like, n- you're not getting 70 But, like, the new Legend of Zelda, I'm like, fine. You got, you got me. I'll give you 70 for that. Yeah. It's been a long time since they've upped the price, and inflation has yeah. kept on but going. Like, the market yeah, has also expanded so much. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're selling the same amount of games. They're selling, like, 100 times more, you know? They're selling a lot more, much, and... But- and a lot less physical copies, a lot more. Yeah, right. Yeah. A lot of that is cut down as I well. That's probably why it's been so long since they have upped anything. I, you know, the thing is, though, they also the cost... market everything or uh, sell like microtransactions and stuff now. Mm-hmm. The cost to make these games, though, is just so astronomically high. I was mm-hmm. looking at this the other day. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, which I know is an outlier, but Red Dead Redemption 2 costs somewhere in the neighborhood of 370 to 540 million dollars to make, which oh, is a lot of money. I mean, God of War Ragnarok was like $350 million or something. There was that story going around with the rumor about Halo Infinite costing $500 million to make. Jeez. Oh, my God. I mean, when you're hiring, first of all, you're hiring like big name voice actors. You're hiring top talent video game developers and story writers. And you have thousands of people working on a game and marketing agencies. And like yeah. the cost just balloons so quickly wild i think it's about time Absolutely. for a 70 game yeah honestly it, do. it doesn't bother me to pay that really also the market's like super different now so like if you can't afford a 70 game there's plenty of 15 games that are excellent i mean that's that, true that is definitely true so they're also not the first to go 70 like there has been a couple I mean, of for other... sure so so i think that's the other thing it's kind of like a lot of activision products pointing yeah. the market is going like hey the market's going that way and it's like yeah it is okay that's fine like, I'm not feeling too bad about it. It's also mostly been associated with, like, uh, I don't want to detract from, like, what Nintendo makes. I know they make top quality stuff, but, like, you know, the modern AAA, like, graphically insane, like, powerhouses. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Like, for like, your spoken em ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, your God of War, your, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah. They do look beautiful. Uh, so just a few other things. Pikmin 4 is coming out this summer. Do any of us play Pikmin? Nope. nope. It's a nope. franchise that kind of just passed me by. Like, literally, I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever played a Pikmin game. Seems I've popular. Either. I've never yeah, touched I mean, one. People love it. Yeah, I've never, I've literally never played it. Not for, like, lack of interest. It just, like, it's just never happened. I don't know. That mm. one and Splatoon, I feel like, are the two that our group hasn't delved into, like, at all. Yeah, well, the, the thing really about Splatoon, popular. right, is that we're we're like adults, so like <laughs> not gonna fucking play Splatoon three. You know, I don't know. They announced something about Splatoon three. I don't really care. Um, Advance Wars is gonna come out. Advance Wars one and two. They they remade it. It's actually coming out April twenty first. Yeah, that got delayed for forever. So I'm glad that yes. it finally has a release date. Um, yeah, it was supposed to come out like last year. I think more than a year ago. Actually, I feel mm-hmm. like it was like February or something. Uh, but then with the war in, a, uh, Jesus Christ, Ukraine. Ukraine, yep. I almost called it I-crane. I-crane. <laughs> I-crane, yeah, I don't know. I'm having, I-crane, I'm having a Ukraine, right we now. all crane for it. <laughs> wow. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> but the game's finally going to come out, which is great. I was really excited for this one. Uh, and I've been really jonesing for some strategy games lately, so that's that's exciting. Strategy uh, games, huh? Mm-hmm, that's a little teaser for what boy, I've been playing lately. Boy, do I have a teaser for you later. Huh. Is that are you propositioning me? Uh, no, I was just saying, you know, no I, I got a strategy podcast. game that I've been playing, so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> strategy uh, games, huh? Really? I'm still, I'm still baffled. Are you for me? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, he likes XCOM. Yeah. That's true. 
right. And you can you can see the cast notes. You don't oh, have to oh. be surprised. <laughs> you know what? You can see it. Yeah. I was thinking. No, no. I was thinking real time strategy. RTS. No. Oh, yeah. no. 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 That's also not what Advance Wars is. <laughs> I, I don't know what Advance Wars is. It's not an RTS. It's like a like a grid turn based strategy. Oh, that's game. much yeah, like better. Got it. Now yeah. I understand. I guess right. I should have said tactics instead of strategy. Yeah, Whatever. the strategy got the caught. You're like one of the like, biggest fans of strategy games on the podcast, Aaron. <laughs> I know. That's why I was blown away as to why he would be playing. And I'm like, wait, are you about to? You about to be like, I'm getting Homeworld three. I was going to get someone else get Homeworld three. No, oh we're God. talking like Hard West two strategy. Yeah. Oh my lord. No. No. Uh, I guess that, that's pretty much it for announcements. Just one other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was. It's not cool. It's weird that Nintendo's doing this, but if you want any of their new games, that's nice. They have a voucher system where you can like you pay $100 and you get two game vouchers and you can redeem them for any from like a list of games. Weird. So like why to hold your money? Basic. I think it's because they don't want to put their games on sale, but they want to get people's money. So it's like because one of the games is the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. So you put in $100. And then you can use one of those vouchers to get Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm just going to say like um, Advance Wars, I think, is also on there. Advance Wars is going to be 60. So that's $130 value that you get for $100 with these vouchers. Weird. I mean, that does sound weird. Good. It's the weirdest freaking system I've ever heard of. But it that's does. It is fair. cheaper. <laughs> so like, hmm. you know, if you're like, as long as you have two games you get, want. Exactly. Yeah. If you're probably going to get Tears of the Kingdom, it's probably worth at least looking at the list. Do mm -hmm. you think they're doing this like with the anticipation that people are going to pay this hundred dollars and then not know specifically what two games they're going to get? So they're just going to, uh, I don't know. Let me think about it. And they maybe get one game and then the rest of the money just sits there. It might I mean, be more maybe. of a, uh, I can, I can see it less of that and more as like a gift idea of just like, Hey, I know that you've got the switch, Jimmy, here you go. And you know, like your, you know, your grandma gives you the two vouchers. And so then you get to go like, cool, grandma, I get to pick two games. Like, I, I think it's that's... like it's an I electronic voucher. Like I, a gamer, I'm a gamer. I had trouble <laughs> yeah. finding the vouchers. Oh, yeah. so I don't, I don't think grandma's going to be able to find them. It's like buried in the switch store. I had to like go to my account and you have to be a Nintendo online subscriber. Mm. It's a, it's a very Nintendo system because it mm. kind of sucks and doesn't make a lot of sense. I think it is a way to get 30 more dollars out of people that were only going to buy Zelda. Yeah, honestly. That's I could see it. They go, you know what? 30 extra dollars. I'll definitely get another game. Right. And then they don't. I'm sure somebody. Or even if they do, like, they probably were only going to buy Zelda, but now they've looked at this list and are like, ah, I That's guess. That's true. I, I guess I'll, I'll play I'll that game. Something. Honest, actually, honestly, that seems like the more likely scenario. You get the I'm, people who are interested in Zelda, and now you've tricked them into spending $30 on Splatoon 3. <laughs> I am I am certain that they hired a bunch of actuaries and they were like, look, we need you to analyze whether or not if we do this voucher system, if we're going to get any extra money out of doing this versus having people buy games regularly. And they came back and they were like, oh, absolutely, 100%. Either yeah. you're going to keep some cash because people aren't going to buy extra games, or you're going to get people who don't normally buy games to buy extra games. Either way, win-win. You might also get people signing up for the online service in order to get the vouchers and then not getting rid of the service. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> There's They're so many diabolical. angles. It's smart. Honestly, it's a little evil. It's a little evil. It's a little evil. Uh, you know, here, I will, I'll post a... Um, I'm going to post a link to the games in our chat right now. Nice. For us to peruse. Don't share it to our viewers, though. I don't want them to know. <laughs> no, no, they can't see. This is a yeah, top secret. Yeah, this is just for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
You can't find this anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Don't Google it. Oh no! Oh no! Oh man! Man, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of games in here. Yeah. No. Crazy. I. I'm sure they're making tons of money off this somehow. Oh yeah, for sure. Man, even I can get Zelda small, and Kirby. Yeah. Even. I mean. Even if it's a small group of people, it's not like they're out money by doing this. Really. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, really, really, it's just like if I was already going to buy Zelda and Advance Wars, they are losing $30 from me. But right. now, rather than being like, oh, maybe I'll get Advance Wars. Now I'm like committed to getting Advance yeah. Wars. You know <laughs> what I mean? Guaranteed. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh, let me see how the reviews are. It's like, well, now I've committed to it. So I've, mm -hmm. I've got to get something. That Listen, let me tell you, that's how sales work. Janae would be like, if she needed to get some toilet paper for the house, she'd go to the Target <laughs> and she'd be like, well, I could have gotten six rolls, but instead I bought 72 because we saved money. <laughs> wow. The most, infamous, that, yeah. the most infamous example is the queso when she oh was like gosh. ordering queso online. And she was like, but if we order eight quesos, <laughs> we're going to save this much money. And I'm like, we need eight quesos. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'll freeze them. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> It was wild, man. It's hilarious. Wild times. Gina That's was great. so upset. I bet. She hates queso. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last but not least here in video games, um, Overwatch season two, sorry, season three of Overwatch 2. I almost said what you had written down here earlier, Alex, Overwatch which is Overwatch three, season, season three. Two. No, yeah. Overwatch <laughs> season two, yeah. Uh, season three of Overwatch 2 is about to come out. Did you read all the notes? Anything it interesting? It came out. Already well, it came out. It's it came out. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the battle pass seems way better this time than last yeah. season. Uh, yeah, last season was really. They've added a bunch of stuff to the free the free tiers, so you don't necessarily have to purchase to get as much out of it. Uh, they've added legacy currency to the battle pass now. So they and they've added a section of the store where you can go purchase all of the old Overwatch One skins. Oh, smart! That's nice. So you can use the legacy currency to get any of the old that old stuff. Wait. Um, Weren't those the skins that like you had to pay like twenty five dollars to get one or something obnoxious? Oh, it probably yeah. wasn't that much, but no, I mean it was it was literally like I think for like an old purple, which I think was like epic tier. Right. It was like fifteen dollars for like the ugliest no fucking skin you've seen in your life. Way. No, I I don't know what <laughs> I mean. The store still sucks a little bit, but at least now it's not like you know twenty dollars for a three year old skin. Yeah, that's awful. That is, I man, I cannot believe they did that. Well, I'm glad they have this legacy currency section. That's mm -hmm. that's a smart move. Um, they've also announced a bunch of events, so they're bringing back some old ones, and they've also got some new ones. They've got a finally Valentine's event centering around mm -hmm. Hanzo as Cupid, where they're actually releasing a dating simulator on the Damn web. Right. Let's go! <laughs> what? Finally, mm -hmm. they finally listen to the fans, <laughs> and by fans, I do just mean me. That's fine. Uh, so that will be interesting. They're also doing Overwatch Two, um, One Punch Man crossover, and they're gonna have like a whole slew of cosmetics related to One Punch Man, including Doomfist as One Punch Man. So that's, that's fun. Perfect choice. Yeah, I. It's it's so surreal to me that that's happening. It just it yeah. feels <laughs> unreal. It's wild. I man, yeah. There'd, that, there'd be some cool skins from that in the game, though. Oh, Janos, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Who um, would you get? Who well, would season be one a skin for season one. Janos, not season two of One Punch Man. Gotta be Genji, right? No, Genji would be Shadow or whatever his name is. Oh, Shadow? Supersonic, Supersonic. That's right. Yeah, Sonic, sorry, yeah. sorry. Shadow Sonic. You you see how I got there. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to be the uh, the bald guy from like the second episode the, who wears like the powered suit and they're trying to destroy the skyscraper. 
and they actually blow up the wrong one first. Mm. And then they, like, he, you know what I'm talking about? It's a bald headed guy. He's wearing this, like, giant cannonball suit. And he has a bunch of men with him as well. And they're all just, like, trying to blow stuff up. And that's the first time you meet Sonic. No? Man, Man, I have, it's been so (laughs) many years since I've watched One Punch Man. Yeah. I feel like I watched it, like, four months ago. (laughs) Um, They have also switched out the map pools. So I started up, the first match I loaded into was Havana. And I was like, oh, dang. Haven't seen this in a while. It's crazy. They also um, announced, they're getting rid of map pools, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. they announced uh, season four. They're they're doing it with map pools, which I think is smart because map pools seem stupid to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a dumb idea from the start. Yeah, Aaron, I want you to know I have no idea who the fuck this is. <laughs> yeah. He's with I the thought paradises. I knew who you were talking about, and now I see him, and I have no idea. I if, vaguely know him. If they had like four times the number of maps in the game. I could see them doing map pools or something like if they it's just had just... like an absurd amount. Yeah, it's not like an unwieldy amount right now. No, no. I th- and it just gets like when you limit it, it just gets more like Monotonous. annoying, I think. Right. Because yeah. it's just like the same maps all the time. Yeah, because they, they've said like, oh, the idea was to give each season like a theme sort of like, oh, this season, you know, we're in Rialto and you have a lot of Rialto ones. But when you're playing, it's just like, oh, Rialto for the fifth time tonight. Mm. Yeah. Fuck Rialto. Like, I hate this. Let me go somewhere <laughs> cool. Let me go anywhere else. Uh, Nimbani's back, which I love Nimbani. Um, and then they have the the new map this season. That's their their new content, or, uh, Antarctic Peninsula. This is making me want to play some Overwatch. Yeah. It's Anyone's? got penguins. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's got fish. It's, it's not going to be as good as it. Penguin Heist, but. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, what could be? What a game. Man, Maybe Dragon game. Ball Z and the Breakers. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> really close. Yeah. Um, I had one note in here for Tabletop, but I think we briefly touched on it, which was Wizards of the Coast. I didn't know if we needed to revisit that or not. I feel like kind of breezed Pretty through good. it real quick, but okay. Yeah. I just I just love hearing companies get a drubbing. Like just do something monumentally stupid. Everyone goes, mm-hmm. wow, that was the dumbest thing ever. And then they go, sorry. Sorry, we didn't mean it. <laughs> it just brings me one. such joy. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it so much. Incredible. All right, well, let's move on to what have you been playing lately? Uh, Jake, we're going to start with you this week. Okay, let's go. So I'm going to start with a strategy game, Aaron. (laughs) It's a strategy game. I'm playing Fire Emblem Three Houses again. Uh, again. So, well, I played it back when it came out, uh, and a new Fire Emblem just came out, and I was like, oh, man, you know, it kind of got good. You know, it looked like it was getting good reviews. I'm kind of excited. Let me go back, play Three Houses to get back in the mood, and then I'll pick it up. Uh, so I started playing Three Houses, and I was like, man, this game's really good. And then it looks like uh, Fire Emblem Engage is maybe not getting good reviews. Maybe yeah, I was lying to you. Yeah, it seems oh, like no. it's kind of getting... It's an, it's got an 80 on Metacritic, but every review I've read is like, the gameplay's fine, but the story's like embarrassing. Like, uh. embarrassingly bad. And I'm like, man, do I want to play a Fire Emblem with bad story and characters? I feel like I don't. Man, for some reason, I thought Engage was not like a real Fire Emblem game. It is. It's not. It's huh. not like a Warriors. So they they made there's yeah, a Fire that's Emblem what I was thinking, Three actually. Hoops, <laughs> which is a Warriors game. Okay. <laughs> Warriors game. Is there a cleaner way to say that? Whatever. I think you guys know what I'm talking Dynasty about. Warriors. Yes, yeah, like like a, War- a Dynasty Warriors. Okay. I'm up. The The Verge posted a review on January 17th, and the title is "There's little engaging about Got Fire him. Emblem Engage." Freaking God, dude. Buzzing. Embarrassing. Oh my gosh! Look at these main characters, though. Yeah, so that, was, that was the first hint that maybe the game wasn't going to be good. The main character, for anyone who doesn't know, the main character looks like a VTuber and their hair on the left is red and on the right is blue or maybe switch those. 
No. And it's it's not like a subtle. It's like a stark. You draw a line mm. down, and it's bright red and bright bright blue. It looks not not just their, their hair though. Eyes colors. too. Yeah. It's their eyes as well. Yes. It looks it's, like it's reversed if you pick a male or female. So mm. you're technically correct one way. Great, <laughs> love it. But yeah, so that that's kind of disappointing that the new ones may be not good. But three houses is great. We're excited because they were bringing back the um, triangle strategy the weapon kind triangle. Of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, so so it's for kind anyone, of too bad that's not looking great. Yeah, it's. I'm kind of torn about. I, I I'm just talking about the new one still, but. The strategy stuff is cool because they got rid of the weapon triangle for anyone who doesn't know in Fire Emblem is between it's basically rock, paper, scissors between axes, lances and swords. It's like axes beat lances, lances beat swords, swords beat axes. So you have to be really cognizant of like who you're fighting and what units you send where. And three houses got rid of it because it was kind of like I think they were trying to like streamline it and they, they kind of had a different system for it a little bit. Um, so they brought it back for engaged. So people were like, oh, the tactics. Uh, hmm. But they kind of messed up the writing, which is a shame because I feel like that's really what sets Fire Emblem apart. Like the tactics in Fire Emblem, the tactics in Fire Emblem games, I don't think is all that complex. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times it just amounts to find the enemy's range, put your tankiest unit as close, like as little into that range as possible. They come and attack you and you send 10 units to murder that one unit mm -hmm. and you just slowly move across the map doing that. I definitely thought when Caleb said they brought the triangle strategy back from I thought they were, we were referencing like the triangle game, strategy. The game. The triangle. game. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I feel like that's probably what they were referencing with their title. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Yeah. That was always just kind of my assumption. So. Yeah. But no, because what I what I really like about the Fire Emblem games is like the strategy is fine, but it's like building the relation, seeing the relationships between your characters, seeing the story, and then the way the characters sort of interactions leads to the way you build them. Kind of, there's like a really interesting class system in all of these games. Um, and then sort of when units, when two characters are closer, when their relationship levels up, sort of to put it in gamey terms, they fight better together. So you end up sort of being like, okay, well, these two are best friends. So I'm going to send them to guard this flank because they just make each other stronger. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's really compelling. I really like that shit. Um, I also, man, I've just been playing old games. I also started playing <laughs> Okami again. For what, on like PC. the weird. Time? Yeah, I love Okami, man. <laughs> it's like, it's probably one of my favorites. I need to actually it play just, it all the way through at some point. It's, oh, I just love it so much. It's, it's really long. Mm-hmm. And what's always weird about it is it's the kind of game I never thought I liked. It's very much like a 3D Zelda. Like I'm talking pre um, Breath of the Wild here. Uh, it's got almost the exact same structure where you've got like an overworld and then you go into like a dungeon and you instead of items, you have like brush strokes that let you do different stuff. But they basically act the same. You get abilities that let you get further in the dungeon. And then you usually use that ability to beat a boss within that dungeon. But I think I think Okami just does it all better. Mm. There's actual like NPCs who have like personalities. It feels like there's a reason to explore. The world feels a lot more alive. I just I think it's really creative and fun. I just love it. It's so good. And you end up using all of the abilities you get in those little dungeons elsewhere in the world just for like minor yeah. environmental puzzles or stuff, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they all they all have a um, do they all? Yeah, pretty much all of them have a combat use as well. Mm -hmm. Like one of the early ones you get is you can draw like a circle with a line out of the top and that spawns a bomb. And obviously you can use that to like break down walls and like 
fire cannons to solve puzzles, but you can also just like summon a bomb in the middle of combat and it'll just blow some guys up. And it's like, yeah, that's great. I love that. That's awesome. As, and the other the other nice thing about it uh, that Zelda often struggles with, it's it's gotten better over the years. But like in Zelda, if you want to have bombs and you don't have bombs equipped, you got to hit start. You got to go to your menu. You got to find bombs. You got to assign to an item, leave the menu, use the bombs, and then probably go back and assign the item you wanted in the first place. <laughs> Whereas with Okami, you just hold a button and it's like, OK, draw whatever move you want to do. So you draw your little circle with the line that goes, OK, great. You did a bomb. Good job. But if you want to like if you want to summon wind instead, it's you just hold the button to draw something and you draw the wind symbol and now it does the wind. And it's like, oh, great. Do I don't have to draw? dig around the menu and stop playing. You draw with a stick mm-hmm. oh. with an analog stick. Or if you have a computer, you can use the mouse. Or if you have a switch, you can use it. Wasn't it? Was this originally a Wii game? This was a like... PS2 game. Oh, OK. I was thinking it was going to be something that had like motion controls or something to be able to draw. No, but... originally it was the analog stick. And honestly, I have played it on almost all of those. I never played it on Wii, but I played it on Switch and I tried playing it with keyboard and mouse. <laughs> it just freaking works with an analog stick, man. I, don't, yeah. I mean, maybe this Even is because I, touch I played it so much. The problem with using the touch on Switch, right? Because obviously once I have it up and I have my finger ready, it's really easy. The issue is I have to let go and yeah. now I have to support the switch one handed <laughs> and then draw on the screen and then grab it again. That's true. Which is way harder than I thought it was going to be because <laughs> uh, I was really amped to play it on switch. And then after a few times, I was like, man, that's kind of hard, actually. Uh, so I ended up just playing with the controller again and it just it just works. It's just really nice. The 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 way it interprets what you draw is very generous so even if your circle's a little wonky, it's like, okay, that's fine. I get it. You you tried to do a circle. We'll count it. Uh, so yeah, Okami is great. You guys remember Lost Magic on the Nintendo DS? Have you ever uh, played that? No. You drew your I'm... spells on that. I was just reminded oh. of it. Mm. It was it's really a, good. It worked really well. <laughs> and Okami him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, uh, the last game I played, I've been playing some Dishonored 2. Another really old game that I never finished back when it came out. I played like halfway, maybe not even halfway, and then just like got tired of it and stopped. Um, But I'm playing it again. It's really fun. I do see why I stopped. I just (laughs) did the mission that made me stop, and I don't like it very much. I don't like that mission. What's wrong with that mission? It's the mission with the witches. Do you know the one I'm talking about? You like you go to like a university, and it's full of these witch characters. Maybe. these witches they're just, the witches are just annoying to deal with like i ended up basically just killing everyone there because like the character i'm playing has like a move she like has a tentacle that you can use to, like grapple around but you can also just like pull enemies to you so I, like stuck up on someone and i was like okay great i'll just use my tentacle and i'll like pull them towards me and i'll do a quick kill but they just like i pulled them and they just teleport away standing on the ground start shooting me and i'm like oh okay i guess i'll just do this the you know i'll go loud i'll just shoot them with my guns and stuff that make you sad like have you been doing just like a stealth run of dishonored 2 i i think that's also part of why i didn't make it the first time i've been doing a lot more just like whatever i feel like doing Uh, okay because uh i the first time i played through i was doing very stealth focused and so i was doing a lot of like quick save sneak around get detected quick load that kind of stuff and this time I've been doing a lot more of if I get detected, I'm like, well, I'm just going to shoot you in the head and then that'll be that. We'll just be done yeah. with it. Just embrace yeah. the chaos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think it's a lot more fun, especially so Dishonored 2. There's two characters. You can play as Corvo from the first game or Emily, who's like new, I guess. Um, but her I feel like her power, her moveset kind of is more it's more applicable oriented. to being combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. She's got so Corvo can teleport, which obviously when you're teleporting, the enemy can't see you. 
<laughs> but she has this tentacle grapple move and the enemies can very much see you when you use it. Mm. So like it makes it kind of hard to sneak around because they'll just be like, oh, look, there's a lady flying through the air. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> you know, uh, so that, that's kind of annoying. Um, she'll, she has this one move. It's good, but I feel like it's really unimaginative. It's called Domino. You just like tag two, three or four targets. It upgrades. And basically whatever happens to one of the targets happens to all of them. So it's basically just like you tag three targets, kill one of them and they all die. Yeah. And it's like, that's very efficient, but it's kind of, I feel like it's not very fun. Didn't Corvo had one, have a move similar to that? Where he like it was in two enemies together? Oh, that's that what is yeah. yeah, that fluke yeah. was like even more aggressive about it because if you aimed the blast right, you could link like eight people together and shoot yeah. one in the head. Yeah, that is because I was one every time I go to use it, I'm like, shouldn't this be an AOE? Because in Dishonored <laughs> 2, it's targeted. You pick individual enemies to link. Mm. And I'm like, I thought this was like an AOE. It That's sounds like an AOE. conceptually like it would make for some fun ideas. But yeah, in gameplay, it doesn't. It's not actually very fun. I, I've seen people do cool stuff where they like link two people and then like launch an enemy away and they both get launched. And it's very funny to look at. But like nine times out of ten, you're just going to link them together and shoot one of them in the head. Because mm -hmm. why? Why would you waste your time? Yeah. Like, just shoot them. They're there. They're both going to die. You got them. I, I was just about to say there are very few games like Dishonored 2 where I've seen footage of people setting up kills so immaculately and precisely. They're mm -hmm. just like multiple steps to setting it up and it always looks so pretty and when it when it goes off it's just like perfection you know but yeah like the ability to see that and be able to do it in game are i'm sure two totally different things yeah yeah i mean i'm sure i don't know yeah because i've definitely seen footage where i'm like i don't know how you pulled that <laughs> off right like, like i feel like i must have taken a hundred tries yeah uh the last thing i want to say about dishonored 2 it has it has a uh, sort of like a perk system. You find these little like whalebone charms and they give you like little bonuses like, hey, uh, you now regenerate mana when you drink water. Uh, you move, you can sprint faster, you can slide further. But what's weird about the game, I, I believe this is true. I believe the charms are randomized. Oh, really? I think so. I Maybe I'm that. wrong about that. I thought they were. I just... Maybe I don't... I, mm, I don't think I'm wrong about that. I'll Google it. I'll Google it after I'm done talking about my part. Uh, but it just that would be that's such a weird choice. To that is a really weird choice. That's why I'm I'm surprised. I mean, it could be true. I don't I don't actually know. I'm just uh, I just know I found I found one really early on this playthrough that lets you um, when I use that little tentacle grapple move, I'm now invisible when I do it. Oh, that's and I'm really like, hey, good. yeah, this game is like unplayable without that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to play as this character without that. Hmm. Um, well, I guess let us know if it's if that's accurate. <laughs> yep, Alex. Each playthrough, oh, sorry, each playthrough of Dishonored spawns only twenty six random bone charms out of thirty five available. What? Weird. That's so weird. They don't even give you that's all. That's upsetting. Of weird. It's huh. really weird. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I don't know why it would be like that. Hmm. Alex, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Uh, sure. I finished the Callisto Protocol. Yeah. <gasps> um, nice. I don't think it was that scary, really. Mm. It didn't look that scary Not watching scary. it. <laughs> I don't know. It was um, I like it was enjoyable. I, I like the story. The visuals were awesome. Combat could use some work, I think. <laughs> mainly, mainly dodging and then all of the elemental kill capabilities you get that just literally make the game mechanics useless, pointless. Like I played it on the hardest difficulty and every once in a while I'd screw up and just get like insta killed. But I feel like most of the time you can trivi trivialize all the fights. Uh, I didn't really feel like I was um, worrying about resource management that much. Like I pretty much always had ammo for things I needed ammo for. 
Um, health was scattered around enough that was never that much of a problem. Um, and yeah, like you could trivialize combat in certain rooms that had uh, like spike walls or whatever, just by like throwing every single person into the spike wall really quick. Yep. And like, if you do it fast enough, you wouldn't run out of juice in your arm. Like if you're sitting there and you grab a person, you're holding them with the, the gravity glove. And then like you're walking around with them trying to find a space to throw them or whatever, like you'll run out of juice pretty quick. But if you're just like, I'm throwing them into this wall as fast as possible, you can run through all the enemies in the room. No problem. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't make it like initial grab is like a ton of juice and then right. holding them is a little bit less because you're absolutely right. If you pick and hold an enemy, it's like maybe you get one or two. But you can take an entire room of like five or six enemies and just bam, 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 bam. So immediately throw all of them and you just do it. Yep. Uh, so that was. That does, it does sound a little hilarious. <laughs> it, it is. Especially since if you're going to hit them with the electric baton, it's like probably a minimum of like seven or eight hits per enemy. That takes oh a bit. God. Yeah. Versus just grabbing them and tossing them once. Yep. There, You'd there's think it a would part. Like use up the environmental piece that kills them or like break something. it yeah yeah right it's a one one use so you want you got to tactically use it for your worst right or for the most powerful enemy there's a part where you're on this like underground tram <laughs> and they start throwing a bunch of enemies at you and caleb was watching me at the time i like tried to fight them for real the first okay. time and it was nuts like they overwhelm you so quickly and then the second time around it was like a piece of cake because every single time one of them crawled up the, instantly they were getting thrown off like what are you doing yep. get, like get out of here <laughs> no sir no and sir it, it seemed like it was expecting you to fight them normally because like a few would show up and you'd instantly throw them off and then you'd be waiting around for like 30 seconds before more enemies showed mm -hmm. up yeah. I, I, I did that like same exact thing. I tried to kill them all normally first. With with gear that you would like potentially use to kill them normally. I don't know. It, it's the balance is pretty off <laughs> in that game. The the stealth stuff too is like if you're crouched, you're literally never seen or heard if you're going up against the enemies you're supposed to stealth. Mm. If you stand yeah. silently, they instantly see you. Mm. Like, <laughs> if you stay crouched and you hit the button to like mash somebody into the ground with your boot and it's like the loudest thing you ever heard, nobody notices. Yeah, they can be like inches away. You stomp a different enemy and like, they're still just walking around. Vicious instant takedowns with the shiv where you're just like yelling and stabbing them multiple times. Like nobody notices that because you were crouched when you did it. But <laughs> I don't know. That it had some that game had some issues. It's <laughs> But I'm glad I played it. I don't know. It, it, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, a much better title that was extremely surprising came out of nowhere. They did the whole, hey, this is a game that we made and it's out now. Hi-Fi Rush. Mm. Um, out on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, by the developer Tango Gameworks, who made like uh, the Evil Within games and Ghostwire Tokyo, weirdly enough. Um, Weird. Quite a departure. <laughs> yeah came out with like this bubbly hyper stylized character action game uh rhythm rhythm combat character action game um it's extremely good actually i didn't really know what to expect going into it i think the rhythm mechanics work extremely well in the in the context of the game the characters are all like very endearing the music choices are excellent uh combat's just a blast like you get into like this flow state where you're just like mashing out combos to the beat and everything just like kind of fits and and flows together and it's a ton of fun like they give you a parry at like chapter three and i think that's when the game like comes together entirely um parrying so that like everything always happens on the beat 
Uh, and so like an enemy attack coming in on the beat and you parry it perfectly is just a really satisfying feeling. And even like the environments are based around the beat of the song, right? Yeah. Everything in the environment moves to the beat of the song. Like the same way in like Mario games where like when they hit the wah wah part of the song, like (laughs) all the characters like do a little dance. Um, imagine that, but for like everything in the environment, like the bushes, like pipes, like, uh, lamps, like everything is just going to the beat of the music. So you can follow along really easily, really naturally because everything is responding to that pulse. Uh, and then if you have a problem with that, uh, and you still can't follow it, there's like assist features where you can like put the beat on the screen and like always be able to see it on the bottom and stuff like that to like help you out even more. Um, the game is like really funny actually. Like the writing, it's Good it's writing. hilarious. Like I was laughing out loud at, at parts. Uh, it has like cool fourth wall breaking moments, a uh, crazy cast of of characters, both allies and enemies. One of the bosses is literally just a Jojo character. <laughs> like it is entirely a Jojo reference. He does his stick stand poses and like they put characters up on the screen and everything like they would in Jojo. Um Man, now I gotta play this game. <laughs> You're killing it's on game me, pass, man. Easy yeah, peasy. That means I gotta buy Game Pass and stop playing Three Houses. It's uh, it's got like really heartfelt moments towards the end of the game where like your crew has really come together and everybody's like trusting each other and the power of friendship and all this kind of stuff. It's it's very sweet. And then the last boss is like really hard. So it's kind of got everything like it took me 62 deaths to kill the last boss boss because it it counts on the score screen for you. So that that was helpful. That is nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I really love it. It's already on the list of games people should check out for game of the year. So, man, I'm going to try it. I'm not a rhythm game guy. I don't I don't I don't (laughs) know why I don't every one of them that I've tried. I've just been kind of like underwhelmed by and I, I like I freaking love music. I don't it doesn't make any sense to me why I wouldn't like it, but. Yes, which ones? What have you tried? Uh, I tried the one that's like Doom esque that came out last year. Um, what's it called? Hell Singer. Hell Singer. Hell Singer. There was one that Alex really liked a couple years ago that I tried. Uh, it was like really fast paced uh, first person shooter where you're kind of bouncing around the map. I can't remember the name of that one. Some BPM, perhaps? Clang or something oh, like it, that? No, I think it was Clang. BPM. Okay. Okay. Caleb's Caleb's a big BPM fan. BPM's excellent. I love BPM. Hmm. Anyway, Caleb, what have you been playing? Uh, Well, the first thing I've been playing is uh, also a game people should check out this year. Uh, It's the Dead Space remake. It is no Caleb. We already talked about Callisto Protocol. (laughs) (laughs) The actual Dead Space remake. See, you Uh, make that uh, you you make that joke, but when my coworker said I'm playing the Dead Space remake, I thought he was talking about the Callisto Protocol (laughs) for like a solid fifteen minutes because I did not know that they made a Dead Space remake. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they did, and it is uh, it is excellent. It's a very very atmospheric third person shooter where you have to, in combat, knock the limbs off of all of your enemies. And the game is not shy about telling you that. It <laughs> tells you like 15 times at least that the way to kill enemies is to knock their limbs off. That part annoyed me a little bit. <laughs> but uh, it is awesome to play. It is so much fun. And the story is really interesting. And the environments are just so atmospheric, so creepy at times, so spooky at times. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Did you play Dead Space when it came out originally? I have not, I didn't play the original. Okay. So I, I can't really compare the two. I was going to ask if you had a comparison, but that's okay. I've heard yeah. some good differences. This one, there's no load screens. So it used to be kind of level-based, I hear. 
and there mm-hmm. was like load screens in between the big doors. This one, it's all open. You just walk on to the next area. Keep on nice. on. It's hmm. very. There's some backtracking side quests you can do towards the end of the game, and it makes that really, I imagine, a lot better than it would have been in the original sure. game. Are there um Are there still chapters? Yes, there's still yes. chapters. Okay. Yeah, there's still it's still set up in the chapter format where each one is like it's a self-contained different yeah, yeah. environment that feels mm-hmm. pretty unique from the sure. other ones. So it's still yeah, it's still set up in that way. Okay. There's just um there's there's an Easter egg I really liked from the original game hidden in the chapter titles. Oh, yes, that's still there. Mm-hmm. I figured if the chapter was still one. there it was, but <laughs> Yeah. Uh it also <laughs> It has a really good physics system. I was just playing around with some random stuff. You can, like, while you're shooting off some limbs, they have, like, these giant claws on their forearms, right? And if you shoot it off so that it's starting to, like, dangle, you can use your kinesis to rip it off and then launch it back into them like a spike. A blast Mm -hmm. every time. There's also a gun that puts a trip mine or a trip wire. It's like a laser beam. You find a crate, and you stick it on the end of a crate, and then you carry the crate around just lasering all the enemies. (laughs) So much fun. There's a gun that's like an actual beam weapon, but this is better. (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious amazing it's great can you use your kinesis to throw every enemy into a wall of spikes though no you cannot man that's now you can't you can't throw you explicitly can't pick up enemies with it so if you walk into a room and you see some guys on the floor and you're like are those mm-hmm. dead you try to use kinesis on them and if it doesn't work they're alive you better start shooting i'm glad the core oh. dead space experience <laughs> is still in there because yeah. that <laughs> learned Wait. that exploit like an hour into the original game and i went oh i never need to be scared of a dead body ever again i had that experience in callista protocol except for it's the opposite it doesn't pull anything that's that's uh not that's, alive oh, oh my god that's so much worse though. that's lots so you you see like all these like frozen statue dudes and then you start using your pull on all of them and then eventually you pull one that's real oh mm-hmm. my god i also like the games what do they call it they call it like diegetics is that right where the ui is kind of built into the game oh yeah itself. yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like a holographic display in game i think it looks really good and it plays really well like that i i always i love uh the way they do the health literally isaac just has like his spine there's like a column of fluid i don't know what it looks like in the new one it looks like maybe it's more holographic maybe a little bit yeah but I mean, it, it basically is bright blue and you see it go down and when it reaches zero that's you die so it's just your health bar yeah that exists in callisto protocol too except it looks just like a nice little led with four (laughs) sections and Mm. they just slowly turn off your neck from green to like yellow to red on the back of your neck Mm. yeah i I have a feeling that callisto protocol is that yeah heavily based on Mm -hmm. what (laughs) i I think it's the same game director if I'm not mistaken, oh, really? I think it, it was at least one of the people that worked on yeah. Dead Space for sure. It's one of those situations where they're like, I need to go do my own thing. I don't want to do Dead Space again. And they leave and they go start a new, go to a new studio and they make Dead Space again or whatever game they were planning on not making. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, did you say what's Ken Levine? Face? Yeah, Ken yeah. Levine. Someone, someone talking about Ken Levine in here? He's making a new Bioshock, guys. <laughs> Took him 50 years to oh, make a new man. Bioshock game. Uh, Tim okay. mentions a good point. The AI director that they added to the game sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to, like, if you're doing really well, throw more enemies at you and stuff like that and keep the, keep the intensity up with things that aren't even enemies. Like, there are environmental things that'll just, like, suddenly start winding up and then explode. Oh. Because the space station's kind of falling apart. Just like, kind of keep your adrenaline up a little bit, I guess. Mm. So a lot Does of them it... are, they're vents that enemies can break out of. So when one starts, you know, winding up, you're like, oh, isn't an enemy coming out of that? 
<laughs> Does that ever get annoying? Because I know I know in the original Dead Space, um, ammo was usually a pretty big concern. I didn't and I have... feel like if it's like, oh, you're you're doing too good. Here's like five more enemies. It's like, well, Jesus, now I'm out of ammo. Well, all of the enemies, after you kill them, you can stomp their body and you get some drop out of it, whether it's ammo or credits or mm, whatever. Okay. So the more it throws at you, I mean, the more stuff it's you're getting free ammo, off the baby. ground okay yeah okay and if you're playing on the hardest difficulty you it does use a lot of ammo to take out the guys so you got to be a little careful use some environmental stuff so you're not wasting all your ammo sure but i didn't have much of an ammo problem i would occasionally run out on my favorite gun and have to swap to my second that was oh, kind of it really tragic yeah, yeah you can't use a plasma cutter all the time well you can <laughs> there's an achievement for that but <laughs> uh yeah you guys should all check it out it's really really good cool the other game i've been playing is called chained echoes it's on the Xbox Game Pass as well. It's a JRPG, which normally... I was going to say, do you like JRPGs? I do not. I do not really. But I heard a lot of good things about it, and I decided to check it out. And it is really, really fun. It's uh, very pixel arty. This, this is like the most JRPG-looking fucking game I've ever I seen. Know. <laughs> I know. You played this. I, I am still playing it. It's great. I've really been enjoying it. It's crazy. got a couple neat combat mechanics that I really enjoy. The first one is it's got this this overdrive system. So there's a bar at the top. Got like a little bit of yellow, a lot of green, and a little bit of red. And every move you do moves the bar up to the right towards the red. And once you hit the green area, you're in overdrive where you deal more damage and you take less damage. And as you're moving up it with your moves, every like four turns or so, there's a specific type of move that allows you to move backwards on the bar. So it really mm. encourages you to swap up your style while you're playing with different different combos, different moves, hmm. which keeps it really interesting. And there's a second one where so you have four people in your party and you can tag team up each person with another person in your party who's not on the main squad. And at any hmm. time, you can just swap the two out oh. during their turn. Oh, I like that. That's yeah, fun. It allows for a lot more combos between enemies. And also, if your person's really low on health, you can just swap them to your secondary so they're sure. not going to, you know, die immediately. Hmm. Adds a lot to the sort of tactics of the game. And the story's been really interesting so far. I just unlocked a new style of combat. That sounds weird, I know. You get these, like, big mechs, and it's like a whole different combat system. It's still, I mean, it's still turn-based and menu-based, but it doesn't have the overdrive mechanics. It's got a different mechanic built in. Just a whole different game. Yeah. And she's adding with Max. It's really cool. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Fine. You should, you should try. I think you'll like it. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, just a couple short things for me. I did finish, as Jake would call it, God of War Ragni Rank. Mm-hmm. Um, wrapped up the storyline. Have you finished it, Jake? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think I, I wrapped can up leave my... if you want to talk about it. No, no, you're good. You're good. I, I think I wrapped up my story at like 72 hours. I 100%ed it. Um, man, I freaking love that game. There are a couple just towards the end fights that are phenomenal. The boss design of that game is phenomenal. The writing, phenomenal. I still don't think it built, beats Elden Ring, Alex. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it it is, man, it is right there. For me, for like a uh, just like super story-driven game, like right there with The Last of Us, I, very few things have hit that high peak for me. And this is this is one that just, I don't know. I love the characters in this game. It was had absolutely to come phenomenal. Out the same year as Elden Ring. I know. Crazy that the, both of them had to come out the same year. I thought for sure 
God of War is getting delayed into this year, and it would be safe. I they were going to do it on purpose just to not have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like I would not have put it past them to like just delay it another couple months. Do you remember when Elden Ring came out and there were like a whole bunch of posts from other developers? They're like, "Well, uh, our game was delayed because yeah. Elden Ring came out." Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I love this game. Um, if you have not played it yet, absolutely worth. Phenomenal game. Uh, I also played two other things because I was asked to by a combination of Derek and Chad. The first one was Star Wars Battlefront 2. What? The original one? The no, new one. On the one. PS2? The oh. new one. Yeah. Not the worst one. one. Let me tell you. First of all, uh, there's like there's no paywall to get to all, all the character skins anymore. There's like one master skin for each character that looks like it takes quite a bit to get, but you get basically all the skins right out the gate, which is fun. All the characters unlock, fun. Gameplay, fun. You know, it's fun playing BB-8, rolling around shocking people, mm-hmm. or Kylo Ren and just throwing people around. The problem I have with that game is that, okay, first of all, there's a system in which you have to like level up the XP of each of your characters, right? And as you level them up, you get to unlock cards, and you equip cards that adjust the abilities and capabilities of your character that you're playing. And so the people who still play this game, everybody you fight is like three three purple cards, which is like the highest level of ability cards you could possibly get per character. So we're just fighting people that this is the only game that they play at all, period. They don't do anything else. They just play Star Wars Battlefront 2. And we got handled, boys. <laughs> handled. There were a couple Boba Fett's flying around, shooting rockets and just decimating people we tried uh we also tried to jump into um what's the all heroes mode called alex i, I don't know it's the one heroes where everybody villains or something yeah everybody plays hero characters Here, here's the thing we Instead played that, troopers there is pretty much no reason to play somebody who doesn't wield a, a lightsaber there's no reason they, they just you try to play somebody who shoots a gun lightsaber people are just like tink 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 oh i'm just blocking all your shots and then i'm oop, i'm gonna jump up here and i'm gonna force pull you towards me and then i'm gonna strike you the lightsaber and you're dead okay cool Next, next guy. Let's do it. I don't. Nope. They just. They should just have like a heroes versus villains that don't wield lightsabers, and then a heroes versus villains that do wield lightsabers, and then just break those off into two categories. That'd be more fun. I feel then you like can play every. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I was just gonna say. I feel like every every property that's like, oh, we're gonna do Star Wars, but we're gonna include both like Jedi's and non-Jedi characters, ends up just being like they're Jedi characters, and then there are bad characters. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep. Like I just, I don't know how you balance the superhero characters <laughs> with someone who can fly a ship pretty okay. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. Yeah, I played Finn <laughs> once when we were playing Heroes Villains. That Finn. was a poor decision. Does he get like he had I say for in one movie for a second for like two uh, scenes. Not in the game though. Not in the game. Sucks. No. Nope. Nope. Just as a a gun. Mm. Just a blaster. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I just felt like I, I really liked the like being in the Star Wars universe for a second in a game, I don't get that very often. Um, but uh, just outclassed by people who play only that game. It's weird how you don't get that very often. I feel like there's been so <laughs> many Star Wars games that could have maybe provided that for some reason got canceled. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something happened. Who knows? Hey, there's one coming out soonish, right? Yeah, Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor. Is that what it's called? I still, okay. I still need to finish the one before that. I've never yes, finished it. That's so know. good. Never finished it. Got distracted by something. I don't remember. I know. I know what it was actually. I started playing it in January of last year, and then Elden <laughs> Ring came out, and I uh. put 130 hours in Elden Ring, so I just didn't mm. play it again. Anyway, so I played that. Also jumped into some Fortnite no build. That was a weird experience. Uh, you know, I am a fan of BRs. Never been a fan of Fortnite because I think building things is weird, and I just literally am. 
I, I just don't have the capability of building buildings and shooting people at the same time and understanding what all of the items in that game do. Mm. I swear I was walking around the entire time we were playing and no build, obviously you're not building anything, but there's still, it still has all of the other mechanics in the game. So all the weapons, all the items, all the respawn points, all the jump pads, everything. And I feel like every five seconds I was like, Hey Chad, what is this thing? That's like glowy blue do if I equip it. And they would tell me. And then, of course, I used something wrong in both Derek and Chad simultaneously. Why would yeah. you use the small ones before the big one? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, you got to use, like, or the, the small ones. version of the heal thing first because it can only take you to, like, a certain percentage of your health. Oh and then God. the big one is able to heal past that value. So you use it second. <laughs> I don't know. And then I got, we got command. Why is it so convoluted? At the end of the game. Oh, that no, was... it was um, it was uh, Midoriya's started punching people. Oh, Midoriya's <laughs> started just punching Just obliterated people. everyone, man. I'm running around it with a little shotgun. It was insane. Yeah, and, and there's Dragon Ball characters in that game now with Kamehameha's. Everything's in there. Sure. Why not? It was wild. It was wild. It was fun. It was definitely more fun than Star Wars Battlefront 2. But <laughs> uh, I, I need to get better at that game if I want to play more of it. Yeah. Owen, last but not hey. least. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, you know, Steam Next Fest has been going on, and so I've been playing this game called Dark and Darker with my friends. What about Darkest? Um, <laughs> it is no. a, uh, like, Tarkov-like game, but instead of, you know, guns, uh, you're going into a dungeon as, like, a bard or a wizard, I mean, a barbarian or a wizard or a fighter or a ranger or whatever, uh, and so you, like, team up with your buddies in little teams of three, and you go into the dungeon, you have that kind of, like, PvP... VE, yeah, yeah, VP, uh, yeah, <laughs> moments. Uh, and I have some thoughts about this game. I know some other people have played it. Uh, yeah. in our group, I I played like three rounds of it. Uh, there are things that I really love about it, and there are things that I think are really bad about this game. Um, uh, I, I, what I really love the idea. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, That's yeah, it, huh? I I love the idea. I do love going into the dungeons with my friends i love the fact that you can like there's a second level to the dungeon so if you can either escape or go down into level two where things are harder um and i think that's really cool um i do not like the ring i do not like the there's no. a, there's a ring that comes in like any sort of battle royale game to kind of like force people together Wait. And I think that pushes you far more into PvP stuff than uh, I want. And I think that the other issue that I have with it is that um, there's no set escape areas or easy escape. Because when I play something like um, Marauders, you can go into Marauders and just grab like a little bit of loot that's not good but you're just trying to like stock yourself up with a couple of guns mm -hmm. so you just kind of like go in you grab a couple of guns you leave and you do that a couple of times and then you've got like a decent starting set of weapons for every time that you go in and i like that because you, there's some progress you're slowly building yourself up yeah you're not getting as far as you did, you could if you just stayed in and kept going farther and like looted the good rooms. But like, I, I think that's a that's a nice way to do that because since I don't have that in this game, I don't have any shit. Like, yeah. I either go in and die, or I go in. Maybe I get a couple of things, and I go, cool. I've got some, you know, I got like a nice dagger. 
instantly put into my stash and i will never use that again because <laughs> i can't accumulate enough gear to set myself up to want to keep going in I I'm really confused about one item you said, which is that there's a ring that's constantly collapsing. I thought you said this was a Tarkavi game. It's yeah. Tarkavi in a way that you like you go in with a group of uh, you go in with um It is uh, an extraction based game that also has a battle royale collapsing yeah. ring. Like yeah. okay. I take it back. Like if you play DMZ right now, it is an extraction game and yeah. it has an expanding ring that forces you to extract. But it does not force players to the same junction so that they have to fight, what which is, is a yeah. weird concept for a Tarkov style game. And, and I think how that's, does the expanding ring force you to extract? It forces you to like one of like six points because it'll kill you if it gets to you. It's just like it's just like mm, gas or something. Yeah. Wait, so it's it's pushing people it's, away, it's not, not pulling them clo closer. It's, it starts at one spot on the map somewhere. It's wherever the chemist is. He's like concocting some sort of gas that's going to expand over the city and you have like 25 minutes and once that timer hits zero the gas begins expanding outwards and there's only a certain number of evac points on the map so you have oh. to go to one of those evac points if the gas gets the evac point and disappears and the new one pops up later an inverted ring yes yeah. it is an inverted ring but my point is it doesn't force you like right. in marauders it's just a timer you just run out yep. of air yep. in tarkov i don't remember exactly maybe like radiation or something forces you to leave there's something in tarkov what, that forces you to. what's be out weird about time. this game is it does have the timer but there's also the ring on the map it's weird uh -huh. why yeah, it is weird and i do not like that i think that they should like it's not... also you it's also weird because you're in like a like a labyrinth of a dungeon. You're not like out in the open where you can like maneuver and like mm -hmm. move in away from the ring. Like you're in like a labyrinth of corridors and like the ring is collapsing. You have to figure out how to navigate oh, away from the edge. And like I think the worst part of that kind of idea is that like, okay, let's say I want to do the level two stuff with my friends. We, we get a bunch of good gear and we're like, all right, let's go down to level two. Let's test that stuff out. Level two still has the ring, A. And B, you have to live through the first ring to yeah. even get there. And it just kind of seems really shitty of like, all right, so I'm going to gamble all of my good gear and have to fight players at this point because you have to wait until the ring gets small enough before the portals start spawning for people to either go farther down or leave and i like the fact that it pushes everyone together and then starts doing that i think is kind of shitty because then i'm sitting there and i'm like i just want to grab like a couple of shit gear and leave i can't do that or i'm trying to like go farther in and do this kind of like more pve style content and i can't do that because i have to do the pvp stuff first mm. and like i i think that's just very odd and it's a very kind of seems forced and like it does push people together so you have those moments of you're like oh shit there's a human over there there's an actual player but it's never like oh shit there's a player let's hide and we can then go this way and extract it's just like well we better fucking fight him because if we're not we're dead yeah and like that that seems bad and especially this game where there's so much skill in the fighting component in itself that i'm trying to do more of the pve stuff Man. to get used to it before doing pvp or like let me get some good gear first before i start doing pvp so that way like i i kind of have an idea of what i'm doing and i'm equipped to do that stuff whereas like i can't do that i'm forced into fights that i'm just gonna lose at and yeah I'm like yeah mm. This so, feels bad. 
I I also kind of hate the combat. The, I, I don't know. Don't mind the combat, but I don't mind the combat in the sense of like in PVE. Like I think it's clunky, but it doesn't matter if it's clunky when you're fighting the computer. It feels like Skyrim combat if it was like slowed way down mm-hmm. and was Ew. more awkward. Ew. Yeah. Who wants that? It it is definitely a lot worse when you're using that combat against other players because there are a lot of times that you're like oh i definitely was in swinging range of that guy why the fuck am i dead and you're like well everything feels like you're swinging through like like mud or something yeah it's all like so sluggish Hmm. so like i i have been enjoying play i will say i've been enjoying playing the game and I think that it's a very cool concept and there's a lot of neat things in it. Uh, like, I definitely like the idea of this kind of like first person going through dungeons with friends thing. I think that's very fun. Yeah. But I think like the the PVP needs to be reworked in some sort of way or I don't know. Like it just it, it doesn't work with being both clunky combat and also PVP and also do, like I feel like it kind of is throwing a lot of things at the wall and i think they need to just kind of pick one and be like all right here yeah um so that's kind of uh one of one of the things i've been playing the other thing i've been playing i've been playing this game called uh midnight suns mm. uh is that one I'm of those gonna, rts games i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say at the top uh this game sucks and oh, i gosh. love it so much <laughs> wow i cannot yeah. stop playing it like i will i i will give everyone the benefit of the doubt of you know like you know i i've talked to jake and caleb about this game uh and you guys have mentioned of how you'd like actual combat in your tactical mm-hmm. combat game rather than doing a little dating sim for 75 percent of the time and I agree with you. I would love that combat. But I also love the stupid dating shit. It's tedious, but it's fun. I really like it. I think the problem I have is it's just like directly worse than some other strategy games, like maybe Three Houses. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's directly worse <laughs> than that Three part. Houses. Yeah. What, what um, got me to set it down for a while was when it was like, hey, go to the, the like upgrade station. So I like, went there and it was like, OK, talk to Tony's Tony Stark. <laughs> Okay, now talk to Doctor Strange. I'm like, can you just let me upgrade stuff? Mm. Like, can I just do what I want and then leave? It just it it does hold it your hand you around. in uh, tutorializing things for far longer than it should. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the main character is so emotionless. Um, I think she's oh, an, yeah. I think she's an energy vampire because she draws like <laughs> everything out of every conversation. I I do not under- out. I I do not understand why. But, like, some of the characters have some emotion in their voice, but they do not have it in their facial expressions. That is true. And I look at Firaxis that, you know, they've done animations with all of the civilization people. And some of those interactions that you have with the civilization people, uh, they're upset and you can tell they're upset or they're happy and you can tell that they're happy. But this game, uh, any of that animation, like skill that they had just went out the fucking window because they can say something and you're like i can't tell if you're upset with me if you're happy with me if you're pissed off if you're sarcastic like i have no idea you're just there um it's fucking amazing at how bad the cutscenes and like like are in the game i i distinctly remember one where 
um, one of the characters is going to turn into Ghost Rider. And so, like, you can see his eyes get all flamey. And then, like, a big flash happens on screen. And then it just, his entire head is invisible. And all I see is eyes and teeth. Incredible. Nice. I I fucking died of laughter. And I was like, this game is... (laughs) I it, it's it's glitchy. It's not great, but I have so much fun with it. The combat is amazing when you get a chance oh, to play great. it. I I enjoy when the you get story a of to it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> like it it is weirdly fun, and it is also somehow weirdly bad. And I just can't put it down. Man, this just, it just makes me think of how good Guardians of the Galaxy was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I mean, if they had that kind of story in this game, ooh, that'd be a good combo. Mm. Alex, I just noticed, is your camera reversed? Is it mirrored? Uh, probably. <laughs> Can't believe you. Take people you for a ride like this. Flip him, flip him in the, uh, <laughs> flip him in the stream. Just flip and floppy him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Guys, this is our first time doing what have you been playing lately at the end of the cast. This is mm-hmm. weird. I don't know how to transition this out. I mean, that's right. just playing lately. Yeah. You should play. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, see us then. We're excited. Have more stuff to talk about. Going back to um, Boston for PAX East this year. That's a better That's a better version, Alex. For you everybody like who's better? listening, uh, Alex yeah. is now upside down in his camera. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Just killing it. We should all just try different orientations next time. Just orient our cameras weirdly. Mm. It'll, be, it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be a great cast. Anyway. Yeah, everyone would love that. We will uh, see you guys in two weeks. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.